entire U.S. From Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, JankyTown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato! Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously. I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. Is this a metaphor? What a tomato produce company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs... 2055 Jared Avenue. Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians, plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Mom's Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips, and these hospital bills are confusing. 
the insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. It's not business, it's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com past 8 o'clock. It's time for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on MutinyRadio.fm. Yay! Welcome to the 260th show. Yay! I wore makeup. Yay! For the radio. Yay! Uh, Hey, before we get started, we always sing a little song. If you know how it goes, sing along with me. M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse Comedy. Comedy. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. <coughs> God, I love that Gorilla Glue, you know what I'm saying? M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! Yay! I'm so excited. We have a huge show for you guys tonight. We have people from out of town. We have people from in town. We've got all kinds of people. And we are going to get started with a San Francisco favorite tonight. Uh, she is seen all over San Francisco and beyond. Clubs and colleges all over the Bay Area. You guys are going to freak out right now for the comedy of Jenny Hogan. Yeah! Thank you. Thank you, Pam, and happy uh, fifth anniversary of Pamtastics. This is so exciting. Um, I like it. I had had sex with like four people before I learned that guys. Uh, were trying to last longer than they did. Um, and I think like the, the way I learned is that I'd been having sex with this guy and it was going like way too long. Like it was probably like four or five minutes. And, <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, are you getting close to the end now? And he was like, um, I, uh, I mean, I could finish any time. And I was like, what do you mean you could finish any time? Like I thought we were, I thought this was about you. I thought you were the one holding up this process. Oh, you look very shocked, but I don't know if that's your face or not. Um, <laughs> no, I just don't. I really don't know. It's not the most shocking thing I've ever said. So it's, uh, all right, what else is up? Um, I, uh, I have some jokes. Okay, period sex, like, how, how soon is too soon to tell them? <laughs> you know, like, I like to tell them, like, while we're still on Tinder. But uh, I think you might be jumping the gun a little bit. Sometimes when I'm giving a blowjob, 
I just feel like I'm in like a competition with the penis to see who's gonna give up first. It's inevitably me, <laughs> but but I dare to dream. I uh, it's kind of the worst competition ever because even if I win, the prize is come in my mouth. <laughs> so it's not really not that great. Um, I don't like when people say you're better than that because like I know. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, I get really turned on when I have to pee. This is normal. What did you say? Yeah, yeah. That's why I peed before the set. I didn't want to compulsively orgasm on stage like I usually do. I uh, it's normal though for women to get turned on when they have to pee. Um, I think for me, it, like I like it because it reminds me of sex. Like it's the sensation of wanting something out of my body. Sick burn, <laughs> right? Yeah. How are you guys doing? I'm Ginny. I'm, I don't know if we've met before. I'm Ginny. Ginny. How's it going? Welcome. Welcome um, to my set. It's, uh, it's going to keep on going. I, uh, it's kind of how, how we do up here on stage. Just keep talking. I, um, I, I used to work at a vegan mayo tech startup. Uh, I am that white. Vegan mayo, yeah. It's like mayonnaise without the eggs. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm that white. Uh, yeah, very white. Uh, but this is a pretty cool idea, you guys. Like, I mean, like, it affects a lot of people at mayonnaise. Like, you probably think Facebook's pretty cool because Facebook has 1 billion users, but food has 7 billion users. Yeah, it's pretty mind blowing. And uh, this mayonnaise company had, like, a whole bunch of people who really believed in it. They, they like, thought they were saving the world through plant based food. And I was like, what does that even mean, like, plant-based? Is that, like, the same as, like, based on a true story? Like, can I say, like, I wanted to make a plant-based burger, but then I applied my creative vision, and I took it in a very beef-related direction? You know? Confirmed it is your face, because that was not a shocking statement. I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to do crowd work, and I end up just insulting people. Um, no, but I meant it as a good, like, you have really big, pretty eyes. Okay, and then I end up hitting on people. Um, I, uh, okay. Mayonnaise, thank you. Yeah, you're getting me back on topic. Mayonnaise, okay, so this company had, like, a, a line of products that were all called Just in the, in the, name, then the name of the product. Like, they had a cookie dough called Just Cookie Dough, and their mayo was called Just Mayo. Um, they had a cracker product called Just Crackers, which also described the racial composition of the company. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, it stayed in the Bay Area. What? It was very Bay Area, yeah. Everything about it, yeah. In the Bay Area? Yeah, and then Vegan Mayo took over, pushed all those regular mayonnaise brands out of Whole Foods, and then the people at Whole Foods were like, but I need my folic acid, and they were like, suck it. Yeah. Um, I, uh, no, they still have regular mayo at, like, Safeway, you know, like, the people's store, but, um, they, uh, anyway, uh, at some point, the company was getting sued by the FDA, because the FDA said that mayonnaise had to contain eggs, and people would be confused, because uh, they would want eggs in their mayonnaise. They would look at the back of the label and be like, ah, it's fucked up, no eggs here. Uh, which might make sense, except I feel like the people who love mayonnaise and eat it all the time are not the same people who care about the ingredients in their food. Yes. Yeah, like if you're looking, you know what I mean? Like if you're looking at the ingredient list, like you probably don't want mayonnaise listed. But um, the CEO wanted me to run a bunch of surveys to conclude that people use the words mayo and mayonnaise differently. 
Um, and so in calling their product just mayo, they weren't deceiving anybody. So I ran a whole bunch of surveys asking how people use the words mayo versus mayonnaise. And the main result I got was that no one gave a shit. Yeah, yeah. Except Spanish speakers in the month of May. If you got that joke, congratulations, you're bilingual. Yeah, Cole really does look surprised all the time. And I know he's not surprised because he's heard this joke like 800 times. So it's just, it's just his face, if you guys are wondering. You're not shocking Cole. Can't put anything past him. <laughs> what? No, you look surprised, yeah, yeah. No, I know you, I mean, I know. I, I can distinguish surprise, okay? I'm not like completely autistic. Like I sometimes read human emotions. Sometimes I choose not to, but, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn it i'm really i'm in a corner there's a really popular the best-selling new york times genre right now is called self-help books uh or sorry self-help books for single women with cats <laughs> otherwise known as self-help books i uh I've, I've been told that i need to be less casual about sex like while it's happening but like in my defense i didn't volunteer to be on top and the potato chips were right there. So to, yeah, yeah, it's, thank you. You're an audience member, I'm gonna bring you all my shows. Um, it's a true story, I did eat during sex. Um, I did it because I thought it would be funny and I was right, as evidenced by the reaction to this joke. Uh, my boyfriend at the time was not happy. He was like, Ginny, that's fucked up. You can't just eat potato chips midway through sex. Yeah, but I was like, Tim, like, totally I know, I was just like, how was I supposed to know we were midway through? <laughs> you know, like, girls don't know how long sex is going to take. You don't get a little time stamp when you're getting dropped off. It's not an Uber ride. It's more like a lift line. It's either eight minutes after you expect or immediately. <laughs> um... <laughs> It would be great to know, though. Like, it'd be great if the guy could do something for me to warn me when the sex is going to end just so I can, like, get into character. The big finale. Not that I need it. I happen to be really good at fake orgasms because I'm just naturally very red and out of breath. Um, yeah. I actually, I only like gentle sex, though, because I'm a very light sleeper. It's a, yeah. That's a rape joke. You've correctly, that's the correct response. She's the only one who got it. It's the only one. You guys laughing think that having sex with a woman asleep is okay. And I'm here to tell you that it's not. Good thing you came here tonight. We can all educate ourselves. I wouldn't describe myself as sexually active. Uh, hi, Louisa. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing, like, active about what I do while I'm having sex. Like, I try to stay very still <laughs> during the whole thing. Um, I prefer the term sexually present. Just trying to be in the moment, yeah, kind of mindful. I, um, I, I quit dating recently. Yay! Yeah, thank you. In a strategic move. Bicycles. That's been met. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I should bicycle instead of dating yeah. as a way to spend time. Yeah. Or, like, as an equally dangerous activity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have a bike. <laughs> I'm a big fan of lift line, though. It's because I'm never trying to get anywhere fast. Uh, I, uh, I quit dating recently in a strategic move that's been met with moderate to very low resistance from the male community. And I had to quit because I was kind of burnt out on it. Like, I think it's a pretty good indicator you've done too much online dating 
when you can no longer uniquely identify guys in your phone with their first name and the dating app you met them on? <laughs> I had like three Matt Tinders. Like, I had two Bennett Coffee Meets Bagel. Like, Bennett's not a common name. Uh, so I also, I was, I can be like a little, okay, so I was sleeping with like the same kind of guy. Like I always sleep with the same kind of guy. Like six at once. Like six, that's what you're trying to tell, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Logistically, like I can't see it working out. Um, but I, uh, I try to keep things tight up there. Um, but I, uh, I, w- I always sleep with the same kind of guy, like the kind of guy who tries to have sex with me. <laughs> gets me every time um and I didn't want my number to get too high so at some point I was like okay you know what like from now on I'm only gonna sleep with guys I've already slept with like they get grandfathered in (laughs) the original pricing everyone else is just out um but mostly I've just like had a lot of time to masturbate which is cool yeah yeah any other masturbation fans anyone was like this is what I'd rather this is what I'd rather be doing on a Friday night but I got dragged to this comedy show Nope, just me, yeah. I, uh, I masturbate three or four times a week, all on the same day. Yay! Wednesdays. Saturdays. We're kind of different. We're like exactly, op- you know, but Wednesday, if I work from home Wednesdays, we should be friends on Facebook and we can like, yeah, sync it up. Um, I, uh, yeah, three or four times a week, all on the same day. Uh, I am a binge masturbator. I, uh... But I, I don't watch porn, and people always want to know, like, oh, if you don't watch porn, like, what do you masturbate to? <laughs> I will now. Uh, <laughs> I've variably uh, linked them in my mind. Um, I, uh, but I, I, uh, here's what I, here's, no, okay, people always ask me what I masturbate to. No one's ever asked me that. Um, I'll tell you guys. I, sometimes I'll be, like, looking through a guy's Facebook, and I'll get really turned, I'll, like, scroll all the way back to, like, his prom pictures, and then I'll get, like, <laughs> I'll get like very turned on, like imagining a guy doing that to my Facebook. <laughs> this is like what really gets me. All right, thank you guys. I'm Jenny. Jenny Hogan, everyone. The highly sexual Jenny Hogan. Yeah. All right, I am excited. Your next comedian is all the way from Seattle. That means that he's funnier than the No, it doesn't mean. I, I love Seattle comics. I love all of you up there. And the beauty of it is none of us have heard any of your jokes. So it's going to be, no matter what, it's going to be an amazing experience for all of us. You guys clap your hands together in a slappy-like motion for Brandon Freiberg! Hi, thank you for having me, San Francisco. I like your city very much. I appreciate you letting me come and talk at you. I got mic stand problems. Give me one moment. Thanks, you're real sweet. Oh, we did it. I appreciate it. With another assist, what's your name, miss? Loretta. Loretta, thank you for for moving that mic stand for me. That's very kind of you. This seems like the kind of crowd that wants to hear me talk about drugs. Yay! Oh, can I do that on stage right now? Is that... Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, we're bad boys. We're bad boys and gals, or bad wherever wherever you identify on the spectrum. I don't care. Hey guys, I want you to. Can you guys chant "Do it in your cool" for me? I feel so cool. 
Okay, but I wanted to talk about the psychedelic drugs. Thank you very much. That's very kind of you. Uh, San Francisco, what a city. <laughs> uh, I like to do psychedelic drugs. I like... Uh, thank you. I don't like how they're portrayed on movies and television. I feel like every time... I agree. I feel like every time somebody does mushrooms or acid... Or in art. Are you... How many paintings of people doing acid have you seen? <laughs> okay. We're going to different galleries. <laughs> I want to go to yours, but like I've been going to the lame ones that are just like, you know, trees and shit. <laughs> but, but I feel like every time I watch a movie or a TV show in which someone uh, does a psychedelic drug, they're always getting chased by dragons or like they're flying on unicorns through pastel skies or they're swimming through gravy rivers infested with Crocs footwear. And... None of that shit has ever happened to me when I do mushrooms or acid. All that happens is I sit around and I spend a few hours just thinking of more creative ways to tell my friends that I love them. <laughs> yeah, do you do that too? You just sit on, you just sit somewhere outside with your friends. I'm not sure that that's the same thing, <laughs> but I will try that next time and I'll let you know how it goes. But for me, it's just like I just sit around in, a, in, in the woods somewhere with my friends and I'm like, you know, Nick, Reed, you guys are like, you're like fucking thumbprints on the essential clay that's in the shape of my soul. And I don't say that enough. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's why drugs are cool. <laughs> yeah. I also, I, so the reason I... I used uh, psychedelic drugs so much. I it was a lot. There was like a 24 to 27. I'm 30 now. I was doing acid a lot because I felt like I was learning things. Like so, if you've never done, has anyone here not done psychedelic drugs? Okay. <laughs> so you all understand that it's like epiphany after epiphany after epiphany, and they all feel earth shattering. And then you wake up the next morning and you're like, oh, none of that shit was that important, was it? <laughs> but I did eat some poison, so. <laughs> That might be a factor. And so I felt like, well, if, I, if I'm gonna justify this behavior, I need to start taking away lessons. So I would learn lessons. I would do acid and learn lessons. And I, yeah. Like one time I was doing acid out in the woods with my weird friends and I learned a valuable lesson about judging people. So I was doing acid out in the woods with my weird friends. One of them, he had, he's the kind of weird person who has a man cave. You're familiar with the concept I take? <laughs> Weird, yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird friends in the woods doing acid. You, yeah, I can. T <laughs> That's where you were yesterday. I think. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, uh, weird friends in the woods. Okay, so I have a weird. Thank you. I, I, I needed you to keep me on track. Uh, so I have a weird friend. He has a man cave, which, if you're familiar, that's a room where you keep your toys and you hide from your girlfriend or whatever. Uh, but for him. Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but he, so he is, his man cave was not a room in his home. It was a hole that he dug in the ground and then built a room in so that he had a place to hide from his girlfriend. <laughs> and I was out in the woods and I was always very, I don't know if you can tell by my tone, I was very judgmental about this, this man cave practice. And then we were out in the woods doing acid together. And at one point there was, there was an animal on the other side of this, like field and there was a lot of disagreement about what kind of animal it was because I don't you guys have done drugs you know it'll mess with your perceptions right 
So we're all standing over there, like looking at, like like bobbing back and forth, <laughs> trying to figure out was like, is that a bird, or is, is that a weasel? <laughs> bird? And uh, there were two factions. There was Team Bird, Team Weasel. I was very strongly Team Bird, but I was still too afraid to make my allegiances known publicly. <laughs> so I was sitting on that. And then Man Cave friend, he goes, yo, that's a bird. And I was like, what? We're not so different, you and I. Because, like, I didn't have a room where I hid from my girlfriend, but I did have a girlfriend at the time, and I did something else that was kind of the same. Like, I didn't, I didn't need two hours a night to go be by myself, but instead of that, once every, like, I don't know, nine weeks or so, I might just, like, walk up to her and be like, hey, babe, how's it going? How's it going? Cool, 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 cool. Hey, listen, uh, I'm going to go do acid out in the woods with my weird friends. <laughs> But please don't let that stop you from having fun at this barbecue that I drove you to. <laughs> What's that? What's that? Oh, you're, you know what? You're making a lot. That's a good point. You're making a lot of sense. Uh, here's the thing. I already did it. <laughs> so I'm sensing like a pulsing cloud of negative energy coming off of you right now. Which is totally understandable, believe me. I understand that, but I can't deal with it right now. <laughs> you guys also look like you might have some, some student loan debt and some liberal arts degrees. Cool. I have a, I have a bachelor's degree in English because I have good parents who let me make my own mistakes. <laughs> Are you hissing? <laughs> You're a snake. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, so I got, I got an English degree, one, because my parents are cool, and two, because I didn't think it mattered. I didn't, I did, I, when I was picking a degree, I was a little idiot, and I just thought, though I thought the way it worked was, if you went to college for four years, they would give you a piece of paper, and that piece of paper would say that you were employable. Yeah, yeah. yeah right? And then I thought, I was like, oh, I'll just, I guess I'll take that piece of paper downtown to like an office building, and I'll just walk in and... and I'll put it in the air, and somebody will see me and be like, what do you got there? Is that a piece, of, is that what I think it is? Get your piece of paper having ass over here right now. Get over here, let me see that, let me see that. Damn, that's a good looking piece of paper. You spend a lot of money on this? I could tell, you spend a lot of money on this. You're still paying for this dumbass piece of paper, aren't you? Good. Here's the thing though, I'm gonna take that piece of paper from you, and in exchange, here's one career. Now go get that paper! I thought at least I could exchange that piece of paper for a better job than the one I had in college. Uh, in college, I was a delivery driver for a party rentals company. Uh, I drove a truck every day. But I graduated, got that English degree, went right back to driving that truck. But I dress for the job I want. So yeah, I drove a truck, but I drove that truck every single day in a full NBA uniform. Because <laughs> your boy has hoop dreams. <laughs> like that movie. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? Wow. Teen Wolf? You've seen Teen Wolf? <laughs> well, hold on. i got to talk about Teen Wolf, and then we'll come back to that. <laughs> Teen Wolf is this dope-ass documentary about a teenage werewolf with hoop dreams. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's great. It's Teenage Werewolf, and you're like, oh, no. He's got so many hoop dreams. He'll never make it to the NBA with all that werewolf. But then he finds a cure for his werewolf, and you're like, what? This is great. I love this documentary. And then you realize there's a full hour left in this documentary. 
You're like, what's going to happen next? Then you find out one of the side effects of the werewolf cure is Parkinson's. (laughs) But then he goes on to be deputy mayor of New York. Nobody watched Spin City. It's fine. (laughs) Also... Spin shitty. Also, I people, I that joke makes people uncomfortable, and I get it. It's, I'm not trying to punch down. You know he's a movie star, right? Uh, but also, here's the thing: is Michael J. Fox himself said, "We are not defined by our challenges; we're defined by our actions." And I know that because I went to his website to donate money to his foundation because I felt guilty about telling that joke. <laughs> And you would know that if you cared about Michael J. Fox half as much as you pretended to a minute ago. I think that's kind of all I wanted to do, but you guys are wonderful. Thanks. Bye. Brandon Freiburg, everybody. Yay. All the way from Seattle here to make you laugh about Teen Wolf. Yes. Uh, your next comedian, uh, he is the most unusual individual that I know. Probably in the, I, cause I actually know him. I don't know anybody more unusual than this cat. Are you bringing out there? Are you bringing out the squeeze box or are you going straight comedy? She's going jokes. Uh, usually sometimes he, you can see him on the streets of San Francisco playing a squeeze box. Uh, he can be confused for a questionably housed person, but he actually has real housing. So don't worry about it. Everything's cool. He's wearing his onesie today, and that makes me feel so warm and fuzzy. You guys are going to love him. It's Zach Wiseman. I've been wearing this onesie since Christmas because I got it for Christmas. Huh? I'm wearing uh. I'm wearing a onesie and uh, socks and a scarf. <laughs> it's great, man. It's fucking fantastic. Uh, so since Trump has been elected, I've been having to tell a lot more people that I'm a nihilist, you know, because that shit's hilarious. People get mad about it, but that's just because they're invested in it. You know, like if you could watch Earth on TV, you'd be like, they elected who? Yo, this next season's going to be dope. <laughs> It's the fucking funniest thing. This is a man who at one point uh, started his own line of steaks. He had Trump brand steaks, and he sold them exclusively through the Sharper Image catalog. (laughs) And people call him a bad businessman? What, are you fucking kidding me? That's hilarious. I'm just excited about shit that could happen with the Trump presidency. Like, if Trump uh, repeals Obamacare, as he uh, claims he's going to do, then I will get to my, live my entire life, past, present, future, without ever having Obamacare. Huh? That's fucking fantastic. Nobody health cares me. I don't need your fucking... I don't need your two-term health care. Get the fuck away from me with that shit. <laughs> fucking universal health care. Not my universe. <laughs> I'm more of a localized sickness apathy kind of guy anyway, you know? Uh, it's, it's really fucking funny, guys. It's so fucking funny. Uh, um, like, if, if, if Trump repeals everything that Obama did, like, if he resets all the policies that Obama put into, in, put into place, just everything, then Obama just becomes, like, an urban legend. You know what I mean? <laughs> you hear we had a black president once. You could go to the hospital whenever you pleased. <laughs> he just walked around handing out cell phones. 
They say if you say his, mi his name in the mirror three times, you qualify for welfare. <laughs> oh, man. Jeez, guys, it's cold outside if you're not doing heroin, you know? How would you know? I see people shivering, you know? <laughs> So, um, I have a hole in my pocket, right, in my pocket, and it goes into the rest of the jacket, which means all my change usually falls in the bottom, right? And then I just walk around, and I just hear money. Every step I take, I just hear money, which reminds me of how little fucking money I have, because all my money is dangling in the bottom of my coat. I walk past the homeless person, and he's like, hey, man, you got any change? And I'm like, no, no, I, can't, I just... Fucking, I can't. I'm not going to disassemble my jacket to give you money right now. Uh. Uh. So I spend a lot of time depressed. I'm depressed most of the time. Uh, which, I don't know. I mean, like, people, people give me advice. They'll be like, you know, Zach, you should join a gym. You should go join a gym. Ashton Tate said that. Fucking idiot. I'm like, and I'm like... I'm like, Ashton Tate, I owe you $30. How am I going to fucking afford a gym membership? Get the fuck away from me. And also, how's that, like, exercise going to fix my... Okay, is there a number of push-ups I can do to make people not scum? Is that a fucking number I can reach? Is there... Can I bench press textiles not being all murder? Is that a possibility? Because that shit's real and fucking makes me sad, you know? If it doesn't, you're a fucking sociopath, and I envy you greatly. <laughs> People, people say, like, um, you know, Zach, if you're feeling blue, just got to fake it till you make it, man. Just got to fake it till you make it. And when they say that, they imply that at some point you make it. <laughs> Which is not necessarily true at all. Like, if you attempt to fake it till you make it, you might just live your whole life a fucking liar, front to back. <laughs> every goddamn day you get up. How you doing, John? Oh, I'm fantastic. <laughs> Weather's nice. Oh, yeah, fucking every day you're fucked that. I say be honest until you shoot yourself like a goddamn American. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, think, uh, I think another uh, dumb thing people say about suicide is they'll be like, you know, suicide, that's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And if you take, like, the suicide context out of that, all those connotations, that sounds like the fucking way to solve problems, guys. Like, what if you have a leak in your roof and some guy's like, oh, your roof's leaking? What if I told you I could make that never happen again, ever. You're like, fucking yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck a 40-year warranty. Give me this Buzz Lightyear Infinity and Beyond shit, you know? It's a Toy Story joke uh, wrapped in a suicide joke, huh? <laughs> uh, Woody was depressed, too. It's fucking <laughs> so I, uh, I like drugs. I really do. I like drugs a lot. Uh, I think drugs get a bad rap because uh, just the way they're framed for people. Like, if you told everybody playing uh, baseball that it was going to ruin their lives and their parents would hate them and it might kill them, baseball would be as boring as golf. It'd be the most fucking boring sport in the world. Nobody wants to watch that shit. We just, we just tell people drugs are horrible, and so the only people who do drugs are people who are horrible at everything. <laughs> Like, uh, if you see a homeless person outside uh, just strung out on crack, uh, they'd probably be a bad accountant if that's what they chose to do. You know what I mean? 
They're not great. I'm just saying, you know, you guys should do drugs. Increase the talent pool, you know? I just think that, like, uh, if you value sentience as, like, the most powerful thing that we know of, drugs change the way you think. And that's a fucking, that's a great thing. Okay, check this out. Uh, I don't believe in God, right? But I was on acid one time, and uh, I, uh, I had this thought. Uh, if, if we live in an infinite universe, and there are an infinite number of parallel universes, then God, as we know him, all the gods, they exist somewhere in one of those universes. So I just did acid and came up with a scientifically logical reason that God exists. <laughs> Fucking priest been trying to do that for years. <laughs> they don't do drugs. That's the problem, you know? <laughs> so I thought about becoming a pedophile. But then I realized those kids have tiny dicks. And they don't even get hard. That's bullshit. I'm not waiting around for a seven-year-old to thumb his limp dick in my ass, you know what I mean? You have better things to do than the... <laughs> Goddamn. I'm just kidding. I never thought about becoming a pedophile. I just did it. I'm a man of action, you know? <laughs> You guys ever see a homeless person and you think to yourself, that's a nice tan. No, just me. They're not sheltered from the elements. <laughs> oh, fuck. I like to, uh, with my sets, I like to start strong and then just tank it so nobody says uh, you did a good job after my set. You know what I mean? I don't like compliments and I frame my set as such. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> it's not gonna it'll get better now I'll make it uh, um I used to live in Vegas which is a shithole nobody should go there ever yeah thank you no there's no reason to go there the only reason you go there is you've been tricked by your dumb friends I think that's the only I had so much fun in Vegas no, you didn't. You're just blackout drunk the whole time. You just assume you had fun. Uh, I used to live in Vegas, and uh, I was at this bus stop one night, and the buses are fucking terrible there. It takes you like I, I would walk home and be like 20 minutes uh, slower than the bus, like fucking five, ten miles. It's retarded. I sit at a bus stop, and uh, this guy from his car in the parking lot behind me, he's like, "Hey, man, you have a cigarette?" And I'm a nice guy. I run up, I give him a cigarette, and I'm like, "Hey, dude, with a car." Which way are you going? He's like, that way. I'm like, fucking fantastic. Same way I'm going. Hey, man, could I get a ride home? Without missing a beat, he goes, sure, if I can suck your dick. And this confused me, you know? I'm like, so uh, I'm driving? Or... Because in zero of my fucked up sex fantasies has the driver of the car ever blown me. That's never even occurred to me, you know what I mean? And also, that just seems unsafe. I don't, I don't want to die like, it's fucking, that's a terrible way to go, you know? So, um, I, uh, I get in the car, you know, and uh, we're driving to the destination, and like halfway there, he pulls off in this alley, right? And I could have got out the car then, I could have, but I'd be taking the same bus, so I'm fucked either way, you know? Well, fucked one way, blown the other, and one of those has net me two extra hours of sleep, you know? Uh... And then it becomes very real to me. I'm about to get a blowjob from a fat, bald Mexican man. Looks like he has a stack of hot dogs glued to the back of his neck, you know? And I thought I could do better, but apparently not. 
And then I realize I've never pulled out a flaccid dick for a blowjob before. That just seems rude, you know? So I'm doing mental exercises, you know, tits and ass, tits and ass. It's working. I got like a half chub going, right? But as soon as he pulls it out, like as soon as it touches his hand, it's like a vampire to sunlight. It's like pouring salt on a slug, you know? My, my dick's collapsing in on itself like a dying star. And uh, that's how I know I'm not gay. Like most people just figure. I've I field tested this theory. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm out of here. Have a good night. He's a scientist. He's field tested the theory. He's not gay. All right, uh, your next comedian. Uh, she is so near and dear to my heart. It's hard to explain it. I'll show you. I keep this little piece of orange string on my arm because she witnessed me have a nervous breakdown once and what did she do? She had hot fresh cookies and brownies sent to me the following day. Like this lady comes in with this box of treats and then there's a note that's like, I appreciate you and I was like, oh, the cookies were warm and then I cried and then, and then I keep the little piece of string until it falls off to remember that people care, yay! And she's an amazing human being. She's also a very funny lady and she's been helping out tons with the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. She's going to make you laugh. You look really hot tonight. Jesus. Uh, she's going to make you laugh. I didn't mean to objectify you in any way. Like, as a, It's hard, you know, to give a lady a compliment these days. I'm like, I'm not catcalling. I, like, you have pretty legs. Um, I don't know about it. Is it not appropriate to give people... I guess you can't give people compliments anymore. I, you know, here's the thing. Is that... Um, I figured out what sexual harassment is, and it's just giving compliments if you're ugly. You know, like if you're good looking and you give a compliment, no one has a problem with it. But if you have a weird growth on your face, it's like sexual harassment. It's cat calling. Boo. Anyways, uh, your next comedian is really funny lady. You're gonna love her, Louisa Isbell. Yeah. It's never objectifying if it comes from you. Um, whenever, Pamela, whenever you talk about the string bracelet, it makes me cry in a way that, um, or makes me tear up, get the feel, feelios in a way that only, um, have you guys ever seen Spider-Man 2? Okay. <laughs> you know when, um, this isn't a joke, but you just know when, he like saves all the people on the subway and he gets his mask ripped off by Doc Ock. Doc Ock, I can't even talk, it's making me so emotional. And, um, and all the New Yorkers, they're like, oh, he's just a kid. And they like lift him up and they crowd surf him towards the front. Oh my God, I saw the movie with my stepdad. We were just looking at each other like, oh, <laughs> it's the human touch, right? Like Spider-Man 2. So <laughs> Spider-Man 2, Pam Benjamin, just two things I think about. Um, which make me feel really, really good about where we're headed as people. Um, so I was running late tonight. Apologies. Um, I had my first ever Tinder date. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. It should be mandatory to include your height, I think. Um, but, like, but like for everyone, because I feel mo a lot of guys do. They're like, but, and they always say it like, I'm six foot four because apparently that's important on here. I'm like, fuck yeah, it's important on here because some women are f like five, eight and a half or five, nine. I don't know. Um, maybe I should start including my height. I don't know because he looked kind of tall in his pictures, but it was like next to his mom and I was just, she was in heels. So I was like trying to do the mental math and then I showed up. We were at the same height and it just like didn't do anything for me. Um, 
so now I'm here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, um, do I? Oh no, I, I would prefer not to. Uh, my ex, my ex-boyfriend is six foot nine, um, and that was cool. Thank you. <laughs> nice. Uh, hard to find. Anyway, I'm gonna, I'll tell some jokes. Um, I uh, the last show that I did a couple weeks ago, uh, the audience was thirty percent my coworkers, which is a fun way to challenge yourself as a comedian. Um, you gotta write some material for the whole family. Uh, our SVP of sales came, he's 44, he brought his wife, they got a sitter. I thought, got a really razzle-dazzle. Um, so do you guys know what Kegels are? <laughs> What's a Kegel? Like a vagina muscle uh, Okay, yeah, this guy. Pelvic floor, yeah, you guys got it. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. What are you doing? What? <laughs> There's weights? <laughs> That's awesome. If you're like maxing out. Um, you got it. Okay, so Kegel is an exercise you can do um, where you, this is the informational part of the set. Um, you clench and release your pelvic floor muscles. It's awesome. It makes your boners better. Uh, you orgasm harder. Um, and it keeps you from pissing yourself when you get older. So just all good things. Like why would you, why would you not? You work out your mind. You work your body. Why not? Like you... Um, so I, and I'm so about Kegels that I have an alarm on my phone set to go off every day at 3 p.m. Thank you. And um, yeah, and I just, no matter what I'm doing at 3 p.m. every day, I just like figuratively drop and give 20. Um, but it's more like I just get real quiet and I'm like. <laughs> um, and the beautiful thing about Kegel exercises is um, you can do them anywhere, uh, anytime, like maintaining eye contact with whomever happens to be in the all hands meeting you're on, uh, and they'll never know. And the cool thing is that like 60% of you are clenching your buttholes right now, <laughs> trying to figure it out. Uh, and that is the sensation supposed to be feeling so yeah you got you should do them um so those are good that's a good thing to do I yeah so I mentioned I went on my first tinder date uh I hate I hated it and yeah I don't know I hate dating just in general I'm just I'm bad at it um so I just don't do it but I so I've been on like three dates in my life which is weird because I think I'm I think I'm cute which is cool um know your know yourself know your worth and so the first date I ever went on was like three years ago, um, and it just like, man, uh, we went on a date in the marina on Halloween, which just like, <laughs> right? What the fuck? But I just moved here. I was young. Um, still am. And he uh, was, his Halloween costume required he wear an eye patch, and uh, he ended up coming home with me. Um, because I, of the eye patch, right? Because, well, I mean, because we're horny and dumb but uh my roommate at the time her mother had just gotten off the plane from South Korea to visit us for a month and a half and um he went to the bathroom in the middle of the night and you know probably because he was drunk but also like la lack of depth perception um he because he was still wearing the eye patch accidentally went into my roommate's room and tried to get into bed with um her and her four foot nine 
mother fresh off the plane from South Korea. And she, like, already, like, she'd been in America for eight hours and, like, already didn't have the best, like, perception of Americans. So I'm just really glad we could, like, warm her welcome with, like, a six-foot-five, just ass-naked pirate um, with a just shitty calf tattoo. Um, and, uh, and she called the police. Uh, and so that's the first and hopefully last time I ever get woken up by four fully armed, just, it was a, just, you know, I don't know. I was a little, I was a little drunk. Wow. It might have as well been a SWAT team. I don't know. Um, and I was just like, what doesn't seem to be the problem officers? Like everything's going well here. So, um, and then, okay. And then the most fucked up part is he ghosted on me after all of this. Because it was Halloween, right? Very spooky. <laughs> spooky Halloween prank he played on me. Um, so, but and the Korean mom thing. So ghosting, um, I don't know. Like, I think if you, I told, I told this joke once and this guy after the show um, was like, oh, uh, ghosting, what is that? And I'm like, you're a liar. Like, if, if you <laughs> pretend not to know what ghosting is, <laughs> It means you're just like, I don't know, too pure to have done it or just like too lucky to have not experienced it. But um, yeah, this guy ghosted on me and I hate ghosting because it says a lot about you. Uh, number one says you don't know shit about ghosts because <laughs> it's just the opposite uh, of what they do. And then two <laughs> demonstrates complete lack of creativity because there are just way more imaginative ways to let someone know you're not you just don't want to see him again. Um, on the bus. What? On the bus. Yeah, I'm on the. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I can't see you anymore. I'm on the bus, but I'm breaking up. Um, no. Uh, I think a good idea is the next time they're going down on you, and they look up um, for the affirming like soul connection moment. You make sure they see that you're just like in it to win it on a Sudoku puzzle. <laughs> Or, or Candy Crush. <laughs> There's a lot of young people in here. I don't know. Uh, and then you, and then you know, message received. They'll they'll get it. You're no longer interested, and you were courteous enough to do it in person, which I think is really cool of you to do. Um, so that that was my first date I ever went on. Um, second date I ever went on. Uh, Nothing special. Uh, he just gave me HPV, which was shitty. <laughs> and that was that. I don't know. He, like, uh, it was someone I went to college with, so I was like, I'll give this a try, like, you know, familiarity. And uh, I wasn't thinking he'd go home with me, but he just kind of, like, followed me out of the cab. And we went to my, and, you know, and I think he got a mixed message because I was like, I'm going to go inside, make quesadillas. You're welcome to join if you want. Um, he thought we were going to, like, make quesadillas with our bodies. <laughs> And uh, so he followed me in, and I don't know, it was really strange. He just kind of like planted himself in my living room, looked around, and he was like, oh yeah, I will be staying. (laughs) (laughs) Which is fucked up, because I feel like, I mean, just as a human woman, like I've dealt with every manner of like shitty pickup line, but I didn't know what the fuck to do with Manifest Destiny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, you just effectively Christopher Columbus your way into my jeans. And it's working. Like, you're, you're staying. Um, and uh, so I was making the quesadillas. And 
uh, the fire alarm in my bedroom starts going off, and I'm like, what shenanigans has John O'Mara gotten himself into? <laughs> and I run into my bedroom, and I just like could not... Nothing could have prepared me. It was like midnight mass at a Coldplay concert. Just like dozens of candles. Candles I do not own. <laughs> candles that he like must have some, somehow Summoned. brought Summoned. brought in with him. BYOC, man. I don't know. No rule. What's a man candle? I don't know. What's a man candle smell like? Like pine and disappointment? Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, just a lot of candles. I didn't know what to do with it. Uh, I was just like, thanks for playing. I don't know, zero out of 10 for me. It just, yeah, it didn't, didn't happen. Um, and then, so that was my second, that was the second date I ever went on. Uh, and then I was in a long-term relationship uh, for a little bit, and then it ended, and I was like, I should go just get things checked out, just make sure we're good. So I went to the gyno, and um, it was my first time seeing a male gyno, which like I don't think is a shouldn't be, I don't think it should be a weird thing. It's just their doctor. It's like what they went to school for. It's their life's greatest passion. Um, and so whatever, uh, you know, and they're professional. And so I went to go see him and, um, I don't know, like you guys know the procedure of a, a pap smear. It should only take like 30 seconds. It's very in and out. It's like getting your oil dipped car head. I don't know. Um, and 30 seconds, but we're like approaching minute 17 and and uh, I don't know. No one was having a good time here. It was like, uh, I'm like about to pass out just from how long, like you can't keep your legs, like you guys have had sex, like you can't keep your legs open for that long and be expected to like keep uh, consciousness. I, and I, he's just like not, he can't figure out which wire to cut. And I'm like, should we bring in like a third, should we bring in a nurse or something? Uh, and and then finally he's like he just like says the one thing you should never say just like as a just like as anyone but especially not a medical professional he goes uh hey don't freak out but and just I immediately slammed my leg shut <laughs> around his head and uh, it was no it was disgusting it was uh, it was like planet earth do you remember the little baby iguana running away from all the snakes it was like he didn't even stand a chance just uh, a real wrestling match a lot of sweat a lot of i'm still like chafed from his jufro and um and then finally uh yeah and oh, the, the best part was like he had his he was trying to like get it dilated more so he had his finger in there and i just kegled harder than i've ever before it was like a chinese finger trap <laughs> just so he was stuck from two different uh two different points and so then finally things ca calmed down. I released him and I was like, hey, like what was I not supposed to freak out about? Um, and he was like, oh, just I, uh, I couldn't find it. I was like, you, could, you couldn't find what? He's like, oh, I, just, uh, I couldn't, couldn't find your uterus. And I'm like, you went to school <laughs> for four years to, to do one thing. Like it only goes in one direction. It only goes so far. Like it can't go anywhere. It does not, it doesn't rise and fall like the tides or your balls. Like it just stays. It's static. I was flummoxed. And, um, and then I realized uh, that I recognized him from somewhere and it's because we had matched on Bumble the day before. <laughs> and like, <laughs> yeah. And you know, th I, the worst part of all of this was just uh, like, he's not even a doctor, he's a physician's assistant. And his Bumble profile says motorcycles and medicine. <laughs> and that's misdirection, that's super misleading and I don't appreciate it. And that's the third date I ever went on. Um, I don't know, just like 2017, hoping for the best. Thank you guys, that's my time. Yeah.
Louisa Isbell, single and not afraid of all kinds of things. Wow. It was mind-opening sets here. Your next comedian. Hey, it's like, I love that you're wearing a Warriors. Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Warriors come out to play. They're going in a new direction. Uh, I'm a big I'm a big fan. I'm also a big fan of your next comedian and his comedy. Clap your hands wildly for Cole Chapman. Yay! Happy fifth birthday to this show. Hooray! Not one of you goddamn ingrates has mentioned this. You didn't have to. <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, oh welcome. Okay, then they're cool. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> Just kidding. You're all here. You're fine. You're here. Thank you. Who said that? Was that you? That was you? You guys are cool too, I guess. But no, yeah, thank you. Okay. Uh, how's it going? Okay, I want to teach you guys a fun dance my dad taught me at a wedding. So I want to need you to clap along to a beat. Is that? Calm down. No, you have to please stay seated. <laughs> I turn around and she's standing up like, let's do this. Like, all right, Loretta. <laughs> Is that your name? Yeah. Fucking nailed it, guys. Who's got a memory? This motherfucker. All right. Um, I want to clap. And you're going to follow the clap. See, if I just do... Oh, you want to clap so bad. <laughs> it's just... Oh, man. Oh, this is going to be hard to get through. Okay, here we go. I'm going to clap at a beat. I'm going to go one measure, because this is where a lot of people fuck up. <laughs> I'm just going to go one measure. You're going to listen, and then you're going to catch on to the beat. Not hard. And then we're going to do the beat, okay? And I'm going to show you a dance my dad taught me at a wedding. Okay, here we go. See, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I... Uh, I didn't even get through the first clap. People were already clapping. <laughs> what is this? Okay, here we go. Thank you. Okay, this is... I don't know what's happening anymore, guys. <laughs> I am extremely confused. Okay, here we go. See? <laughs> Okay, keep this up. This is a dance my father taught me at a wedding. No, thank you. I can't. No, thank you. It's a hip issue. I can't. It's a medical. My doctor said can't do it. Thank you, guys. That was my dad. Yay! Tried to riff there with Cheryl. Wasn't having it, apparently. Everyone was like, who's Cheryl? This is a character we're not familiar with. I'm not going down with this. <laughs> well, thanks for coming along with that. Happy New Year, everybody. Is that... We're still doing New Year's jokes? We're still... We're... Hey, happy Chinese New Year. There's a fun angle for it. I was doing this whole regular New Year's thing for a while, but I guess we're just going to switch to one particular... <laughs> I never got that. Maybe that's a whatever year of the fire rooster. Hey, man, you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, no, okay, sure. All right. No, you don't. Fire rooster. All right. Uh, <laughs> indeed. Happy New Year. I'm, are you excited about 2017, Loretta? Totally. Totally. And totally terrified. 
and totally terrified. See, that's the, the you see when she said totally, she was lying. <laughs> that's, that's a fun thing uh, I like to do uh, about 2017. And most, my favorite part about the 2016 celebration was like seeing everybody like, yeah, 2016, and on to a brighter 2017. Like they were like laughing halfway through. They didn't even, they knew it was bullshit. They were like, yeah, 2017 is going to be great, guys. <laughs> Isn't it going to be fun? Can't wait for this new year, new me. Uh, and then it came and we're just like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> it's still happening. We're still in 2017. I like 2016. People shot on 2016 said it was like the worst year ever. Uh, and then like, <laughs> Loretta's got opinions. <laughs> Loretta's like, fuck that. Let me tell you a thing or two about 19 something, you know, like there are many shittier years, but like, I guess half, we got to like May and like enough famous people died that we were like, well, there goes the year. We just blame everything on the fact that it was 2016. That was the dumbest excuse, but also the best, because it's a catch-all. You could blame anything on 2016. It was terrific. Anything bad happened to you or happened to someone else, you're just like, God, this fucking year. It's, it's ridiculous. You can step your toe. Fuck, God damn it, 2016. This is garbage. You like cheat on your girlfriend, like, baby, 2016 works in weird ways, okay? I don't know if you understand. You like kill a guy, you're like, he's with good company. You know, he's, he's got a good graduating class. He's going up with all the stars. That's gonna be an awesome wait to get into heaven or hell, who knows. Guys, does heaven exist? I don't know, let's get into it. No? Okay. <laughs> let's not get into that. Uh, uh, where do I wanna go from here? Everywhere. The future. The future and beyond. Uh, that's not the saying. <laughs> to infinity and beyond. Yay! Yay! Guys, let's talk about Toy Story. Can we talk about Toy Story for a minute? I'm not gonna, no, I can't. I don't have, I'm gonna look at my list. I'm gonna cheat. Uh-oh. Oh, Did I ever? Which part? Let's talk about it. Oh, when they all accepted that they were going to die? <laughs> that was my favorite part. Spoiler alert, radio audience. There's a moment in a kid's movie <laughs> where a bunch of dolls face death. <laughs> and accept it. They're like... <laughs> they're like they get up in the thing, they're like, well, this is it. <laughs> like, it's only like, and I'm sitting there like, Jesus Christ, if I saw that, I would, oh my God. I don't know how I'd mentally process that as a six-year-old. <laughs> I couldn't even, I could barely process that as a 22-year-old man. <laughs> I was sitting there bawling with all my other guy friends, like, fucking, stop it up, man. Stop it up, it's fine. But crying at a toy cowboy about to die. <laughs> and it's died of his friend. God damn it. And his space friend, space friend, space friends. Guys, don't consume substances. You decided to do that on stage. Very brave. <laughs> I do it an hour before and everything goes out the window. <laughs> it's just, it is just chaos. Uh, uh, hey guys, here's a fun thing about 2017. Uh, you guys know that our vice president is a guy named Mike Pence? Who's a, uh, who, by the way, just looks like a, uh, like, <laughs> A snake got a cool haircut. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, is anybody? He's got like these beady black eyes. Like, you are like, why are you so the prototypical evil guy? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Hey, he hasn't shot anyone yet. Yes, he has. Come, he hasn't. It's only a matter of time. I believe it's already happened. Do you know how many? Don't go into his basement. It is horrific, right? Probably. I don't know. Here's the thing. He passed a law, real fun law, which I think is hilarious, where uh, if someone has an abortion, stay with me, someone has an abortion, they have to have a funeral for it, which is <laughs> fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Who's going to go to that funeral? <laughs> 
what are you gonna talk about at that funeral? <laughs> no one knew the kids. <laughs> like, I gotta shit, you were pregnant? <laughs> Hmm. Tammy's a little more responsible than we thought, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't understand, like, the, like, you're all gathering around, there's like, oh, now we'll all gather to remember the fallen uh, Tiffany or Tammy or something. They haven't really decided on a name yet. <laughs> we'll remember her by uh, playing her favorite song. Ooh. It's just sonar, guys. That's all. <laughs> That's the only thing I've ever heard. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing there. It is ridiculous. I don't understand. Oh, there's another part that I want to go with that joke, but hey, don't smoke weed, right, guys? Right, guys? Drugs are bad. Tiny caskets. Oh. Yes, itty-bitty, teeny-tiny, little baby caskets. Mm. How adorable radio audience is this shit? Okay, um, let's talk about marijuana for a second. Uh, yeah, woo, okay. I uh, recently got my card, uh, you know, I'm li- Decided to register with the guy. Go- oh, woo, woo. Uh, all right. <laughs> no cancer. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Um, yeah, no, I got a, I got one of those cards, uh, which is fun. And I don't know if you've ever gotten a card, but basically what you have to do is you have to go to uh, like a doctor's office, and they're like, here's a fun 30 minutes less $30 exchange where we're going to put you on a government list, and you can just get high. I was like, oh, cool. That's dope. Let's do that. So... I went, and uh, you know they do this thing where they're like, "Let's take your blood pressure." <laughs> yeah, like we don't. It doesn't really matter. We don't really care. <laughs> Fill out a fucking thirty question questionnaire, and you're fine. Uh, and but then she took my blood pressure, and she was reading it. And she was like, "Whoa," and I was like, "That's not a good noise. What's whoa?" She was like, "Hey, how old's your dad?" I was like, "He is seventy years old." She was like, "Your blood pressure is really bad for him." I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, what do I do? She's like, go see a real doctor. I don't know. What the fuck are you asking me for? Well, like, what made you think I was a real doctor, dude? <laughs> was it like the Bob Marley playlist when you walked in? I don't understand where you thought this would be a legit medical procedure. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Okay, so I uh, wait a week, right? I'm freaking out. Go see a real doctor. I walk in. You're fine. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, dude, what made you think she was a real doctor? <laughs> so, <laughs> It's like, why would you accept medical advice from this woman? Was it the carpet in every room? What made you think the collarless dog wandering through each office, poking its head in, like, you doing medical stuff in here? <laughs> uh, who? <laughs> Is she the compassion? I probably shouldn't say it on the air. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. She's great. But I was also like... I don't know. The whole illusion was ruined for me at the time. <laughs> I thought it was like, you studied weed science before this shit got legal? That is calling the shot 30 years out. She is not a young woman. <laughs> I say that with kindness, but she, you know, that was weird. But yeah, no, I got this, uh, I got this thing now, which is super cool. Um, and I get to do all kinds of stuff, like smoke weed with my brother now. He's five years older than me. Uh, but we're doing it for the first time. Like, he just got into the sport, which is an odd odd time for a 30-year-old to just start taking up weed. I don't know. I feel like that's a high school hobby, and then you grow to professional level later on, right? But, like, he... Like, I smoked with him in my parents' bathroom, like, late at night. You know, we had the fans on. We're, like, at my parents' house, not, like, while they were there, right? It was not weird. Uh, but, like, you know, blown out the window as a 25- and 30-year-old, and we were, like, we should have done this a long time ago. <laughs> this is this is no longer like fun and adventurous. It's just kind of sad. <laughs> like, like why aren't we at our own place right now? This is weird. I don't know. Um, 
But he did this thing where all, a lot of rookie weed smokers do this, where they get too high, they smoke too much, and they freak out. And normally, like I've experienced this a lot, right, through through the years. And uh, when you're with a teenager, you can talk them down pretty easy because it's like, you know, you're like you got the whole life you you know your whole life ahead of you. You know, don't worry about it, dude. High school doesn't matter. You're gonna be fine. Girls still like you. It's all good. Uh, but my brother is 30 and lives at home, so I was like, it's gonna get rough, dude. <laughs> like these revelations, you're not gonna like them. So just, just put on Speed Racer, pop an Ambien if you got it. <laughs> Don't know why you'd have that if you're just trying weed, but hey, <laughs> we got to bust out the big guns because it's going to be a hard time for you. Uh, yeah, that was, that, was a, that was a weird one. Uh, you know, I, I, soon, or I recently discovered that uh, weed, uh, like consumption of it runs in my family. Uh, and so I talked to my dad. Yeah, no. And my dad was like, you know, he volunteered this information over dinner. He was like, you know, when you were a baby, I used to combine my two favorite things. Number one, giving you piggyback rides through the Marin Headlands. And I was like, Dad, that's very nice. What's number two? He was like, smoking weed with my friend Steve. And I was like, I don't, I don't think you can combine those two. <laughs> that's not, this isn't Frisbee golf. You can't just like smash two concepts together and hope it works out in like a fun new hobby. It's like, you know when I'm on a piggyback and you smoke and the smoke goes forward and then you walk into it? You're hotboxing my piggyback ride, right? <laughs> like, you've got an infant on the back and you're just like, ah! like flipping out and like as soon as he said that my whole life came in it was like you ever see the born identity and he gets like the flashbacks all together i'm gonna spoil this movie by the way and he's like i was on a boat and i murdered a guy oh my god my whole life is coming into police ah, what? like all these memories started coming back like i remember career day when you know it would be like yeah it'd be like you know what do you want to be when you grow up it's all the normal kids it's like i want to be a fireman i was like i want to be an astronaut and they get to me it's like i want to be a lizard <laughs> they're like we told him like the last three years he can't be a lizard, right? You told you told him he cannot do that. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm out of time. You've been fun. I'm Cole Diamond. See you later. He can be a lizard. He is a lizard. He is a lizard person. It is. We believe in it now. You and Obama, both lizard people. Cole Chapman, keep it going for him. Yay! Your next comedian, he's a stalwart in the community. I'm so glad that he is here tonight. Uh, he's one of the funniest people I know. Just because he's, you're funny in a completely different way than me. So I love it. And I love everything you do. Because I could never do what you do. And I appreciate you so much. And you guys are going to laugh your asses off right now. It's time for Roman Leo. Yay! <laughs> That was so sweet, Pam. Thank you very much. I love your sequins. I have I have fruit in my pocket. Hey, everybody. Um, uh, my name's Roman. I did comedy here earlier tonight, and um, I'm just happy to see you again. Right? It's good. I'm from uh, I'm from Cleveland. We sound funny in Cleveland. Like say the word. Um, like say the the the. Uh, the short form of the word mother. Yeah. She says, mom. <laughs> right? I took my mom to the pond. If I don't like this weather, I'm like, fuck this fog. You guys say fog. And I'm like, fog. And then everybody's like, we don't understand you. And you're probably a homophobe. <laughs> Cleveland's pretty cool. Uh, until they moved the Browns away in 96, but whatever. I haven't watched sports since then. Um, that's cool. You're talking about kegels. Uh, I'm, I'm proud 
and uh, I think that was really courageous to talk about your problem with incontinence on the stage. Keep working at it, right? Just all the way back from you won't back from the asshole. You won't pee yourself so much. I get it. Uh, man, I gotta. You ever get that like feeling where you're like, uh, I got about 20 minutes to find parking and get to the next bathroom where I'm gonna shit myself, right? You ever time it, right? You're at the brainwash and you're just trying to get your pants down. In, in time and then and right and never keep your phone back here because when you your pants and then the phone falls and then it's on the floor with the urine but your pants your pants are already halfway down and then so you're reaching and like kind of trying to grab the phone and then st- the shit starts coming like a fire hose out of your ass reaching for the phone but just trying to point the fire hose at the toilet well, you know and and just not quite just like kind of stuck there with the hair dripping off like the three inch long blonde hair on your balls like you ever get that feeling when right that's when you feel really alive you guys <coughs> right it's when you're in the moment like when you're creepy you know like like <laughs> <laughs> that man you make me feel comfortable um you hide your creepiness with this smile. I let everybody know. No, um, that was fun. Just talking about <laughs> shitting to get relaxed. And, uh, man, I, yeah, I've written the other, I got pee jokes too. <laughs> <laughs> um, pee jokes, that's silly. Um, Drinking jokes, Pam's drinking. I I don't I try not to drink too much because it makes me depressed and it, like I have a like a ten year plan to kill myself and it like st- I start moving the date down sooner you know just like when the um like drinking makes me tired and marijuana makes me tired and Xanax makes me tired and opiates make me tired and I did cocaine uh, like thirty or forty times and it gave me insomnia which makes me tired so. <laughs> <laughs> I I used to work in a in a restaurant just like this one and uh my boss one time after work he asked me for a ride because he had 7 DUIs and and I was like I'm buzzed I'll drive you know like this is before buzz driving was drunk driving <laughs> I remember like 2005, you're like, you see the billboard and it's like, oh, targeted advertising, time to pull over, you know, like, <laughs> so anyway, so we get to this crack house and I was like, dude, you said there was going to be blow and, uh, right. You don't want to spring a crack house on somebody. You can't just like, as part of the evening, right? Like you just don't want to, I want to be prepared when I go to a crack house. Like I don't smoke crack, uh, like for, you know, maybe like at the time it was just because I was 20 and I was underage but like um, you just want you want to be prepared you want to have like crack or money for crack or be like <laughs> I have a loose tooth we could trade for crack you know like just respect the rules of the business you know like if you're at mutiny the rule is you know well there's no rules at mutiny just pee anywhere you know um, if you're at a strip club the first rule of the strip club is put your shoes back on and then <laughs> 
you're the only person that gets that joke, and it's because I hang out with guys like you, and they did, they're like, oh, I did acid before I went to the strip club today, and I felt like taking my shoes off. And I'm just like, dude, just stay in the corner. Why did, why did I come with you, right? I'm just trying to talk to Stevie. She's telling me about financial sadism, right? Financial sad... Close the door! Financial sadism is a thing where... Um, Right? I got angry. I feel bad. I lost my temper, you guys. Did you see it? <laughs> I can't find... That was... Oh. Um, right. Some people think I'm an asshole. It's not true. Um, all right. There we go. It's just homeless people. Right? It's probably fucking tech founders or some bullshit. <laughs> no, nobody can hear me when I whisper on the internet. <laughs> What was I? T- I really wanted to tell that next thing. What was it? We- oh no! So we're at the strip club, and uh, uh, Stevie was telling me about financial sadism, which is a thing where some guys only get off if they give all their money to a woman, and she's like, maybe that's your thing. And um, and he right, and then I learned you can only throw a dollar one time. You cannot pick that dollar up and throw it again before the bouncer gets to you. <laughs> like you can't. It's just a, it's a stripper's money now. Like. I think I was just lying there on the floor. I just was giving it back again. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think it's funny. I think it's funny that every like TV show has to have a strip club scene and every comedian's act too, right? There's nothing exciting in life. All you can do is like go to San Francisco and be like, I left my heart. No, my car got broken into in San Francisco. <laughs> I got up for they've gotten fucking machines that read your license plate now so you can't stay in the two-hour spots anymore? Ah, uh, fucking sucks. My car got broken into three times. Uh, uh, right? People, they wear uh, camouflage like this and then they have a little flashlight and you can see them because they have a sh- shoulder bag. I watch them. Sometimes I follow them. It's hard to... Um, Right? You ever seen like why are you shining why are you shining a flashlight into the passenger side of a Mercedes? You know what I mean? <laughs> like Right? Yeah. There's not kids in the city. They uh anyway, my car got broken into three times and people asked me, like, what do they steal? And I was like, less and less each time. <laughs> it's like Right? Uh, yeah, because in Oakland, the cops leave a note on the windshield, and they'll be like, a crime happened here. And I'm like, I know a crime happened here because all my fucking pit bull is missing. You know, like, was <laughs> pit bull reggaeton? I don't know. Oh. No, I was going with the reggaeton thing. It's okay. You remind me of my um, family this, at, the cir- at the circus. Um my circus, the bearded, anyway. Um, yeah, I have this beard, so guys with beards will come up to me and they'll be like, hey, you have a beard, I have a beard, we should talk. And I'm like, I would rather shave my beard. <laughs> right? The only reason I have this beard is because I hate my wife and we're not even married anymore. Right? It's just... Right? It's good to have... I live in East Oakland and there's only gunfire once every three months and um, 62nd and Foothill. People come over to my place they're like, what's that smell? I'm like, that's the smell of $320 a month. Um, I'm not drunk. It's weird. It's weird to move... It's good to have a place that's cheap even if it's with a bunch of other comedians 
when you're almost 40, and I'm 42, and uh, <laughs> it's just nice to have a place to go to when these women throw you out, you know, because it's like, why, you know, just live, live at some, after some Tinder date for a year in San Francisco, and then they throw you out, but um, so I got it all planned out, really simple. Oh, um, that's frightening. Yeah, Me- ice cubes melt. I see what you're saying. <laughs> it all comes to an end. I told this shit about the breakups earlier in the last show. Uh, right? I got a nice uh, bass and tone. Turn the bass to number nine in my voice. Um, Yeah, so I met my ex, uh, like I said, in a restaurant like this one, and uh, sh- she came up to me like all coy, you know, hiding a herpes blister, and and then she said the most amazing thing. She said the word irregardlessly. <laughs> and I was like, irregardlessly, ah, this is too good to be true. Irregardlessly, you are so hot. How do you even feed yourself? You're going to need my help. And that lasted 15 years. This has been a weird talk. Thank you guys very much. Roman Leo, everybody. It's like a TED Talk, but you actually learned something. Isn't that fun? Yay! Yay! Your next comedian. Are you wearing a dashiki tonight? What are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? I love it. She's wearing patterns and things. You guys are gonna, you guys, she is uh, like one of the hottest and up and coming comedians here in the San Francisco Bay Area. You're gonna freak out and love the shit out of her. So you better clap likewise right now for Valerie Vernelli! Not, this is not like formal daishiki wear, but I'm half white, so it's close. You know what I mean? It's like it's as close as I can get to the daishiki without being like a poser. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, I think I'm just going to talk about my life for a little bit. I think I'm going to get fired from my job. I mean, like, but the thing is, like, it's such a cush job that it's, like, sad. You know what I mean? It's, like, from home, and you set your own schedule, and I'm fucking that up. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the sad thing about it. But the cool thing is I was like, oh, this opens up so many opportunities. And uh, Roma was talking about stripping, and I was like, dude, I would be down to be a stripper. You know what I mean? Like, they make hella money, right? Like, you know, but then it's like strippers today are not the same as, like, strippers from the 90s. You know what I mean? Like, strippers today, you have to damn near be, like, a Cirque du Soleil fucking performer. I saw a fucking video. Video where this chick climbed up the pole, then dropped down in one fucking felt swell motion, and then landed on her pussy in the splits. Like, do you know? Like, do you know how like challenging that is for someone like me? Okay, I tore my meniscus when I was younger. Like, that's just tough. You know what I mean? Strippers in the '90s was just like this. <laughs> And that's it. Now it's fucking, I can't do it. It's like nighttime aerialist. You know what I mean? That's sad that I can't qualify to be a stripper in 2017. This is very confessional. <laughs> very confessional. Uh, what else is there to talk about? Uh, the Trump shit. Did you, anybody talk about the Trump shit yet? 
I don't really give it like at this point I'm just like whatever you know what I mean like hey it worked out for Germany when they had Hitler right you know what I mean like you know they hit rock bottom and then they're like you know what? we need an intervention and now Germany's great right and then maybe that'll happen for us I'm looking at your faces you're going no bitch no but I have like this uh, new life mantra it's if Trump can do it so can I and Mutiny, I want you to say this shit with me so you can have some fun, okay? I'm going to say if Trump can do it. You say, so can I. If Trump can do it. So if Trump can do it. So if Trump can motherfucking do it. If Trump can do it, anybody can. There we go. Oh, come on. You got to look at this in a positive light, okay? You can't be negative Nancy all the time. You know what I mean? Your face is saying, I'm going to cut you, bitch, if you keep looking at me. So I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. (laughs) I'm going to take another drink. You know, Trump's America, right? No. I actually heard that he wants to make some changes to Obamacare. Don't know if you heard about him. Uh, One of them is that uh, if you twist your ankle now, we're just going to take you out back and shoot you in the skull like old Yeller. That's what we're going to do. You want a single payer option? Now you got double barrel. It's much better, okay? That's a way cleverer joke than you're giving it credit, okay? And cleverer is not a real word. Um, Ladies, Roe v. Wade may be overturned. Did you hear about this? Yeah, but don't despair. Don't despair, Pam. Walmart stepping up. Didn't you hear about this? No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Hangers on sale all through Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Fellas, get your th- girl the thing she's been wanting her whole life. Blue for a boy, pink for a girl, yellow if you're undecided. Because who knows if you're going to birth a Caitlyn Jenner, right? We have no idea. Here's the thing. If you feel uncomfortable at any point in my set, you should just tap your foot, okay? Just... <laughs> Tap your foot like a closet Republican who's shopping for dick in a public bathroom. Just do that. Tippity tap tap. I'll change, okay? We'll do all of that. No, fuck it. We're going to do dark material because that's what I want to do. You know, they say men and women are different. They say men and women are different, and I agree. We are different. Men tell dead baby jokes, and women kill babies. Hey, a little different, you know? What most men don't understand about women is that a lot of us, not all of us, but a lot of us hate babies. Is that not right? Yeah. We hate fucking babies. And most of you men are going, why? Why would you hate babies? It's really simple. Uh, We just can't compete. Honey, we just can't compete. Let me do the set. It's okay. (laughs) Slep, you drink, I'll think. How about that? That'll, that'll be the new slogan for tonight. Um, but yeah, we can't compete with babies, you know what I mean? It's real simple, right? They're, they're smaller, they're cuter, and they're tighter, right? Like that's, right? Like it doesn't matter how many Kegels you do tonight, baby. You're never going to be John Benet Ramsey tight. That's just facts, hashtag facts. And don't worry if you have a big pussy, baby. Don't worry, okay? Like, big pussies are where life comes from. You know, if you pee a little when you laugh, that's some real woman shit. Men take notes, okay? Moist panties, sign of womanhood, okay? (laughs) Fuck big pussy shame. Fuck poised pads and poised tampons. You know what I mean? And like I said, you know, I don't have a big pussy. You know, I just want to make that clear to everybody in the room. I'm a big pussy ally. That's what I'm trying to say to you. You know what I mean? Big pussy ally. Uh, Yeah. But a lot of women hate babies. A lot of women hate babies. And a lot of men, not all men, but a lot of men love fucking babies. Ain't that the truth? 
Yeah, it's true. A lot of dudes love fucking babies. And I thought about it. I thought about it. I was like, why would dudes love fucking babies? And I'm like, you know what? I get it. It's like baby, because babies are like fleshlights with sound effects, right? Yeah, you, you get the sex without the nagging and a babysitter for your side piece. It's a win-win-win, fellas. Ain't that right? Oh. Speaking of, speaking of babies, um, I feel like we don't utilize our pedophiles in this country. I feel, like, I feel like they could be used for good. Like, we have missing children all the time, right? Like, that's a thing. Why not assemble a crack team of well-bred pedophiles to find them? What do you think? Who better to find missing children than people who really, really, really like children, you know? Um, and when I say well-bred, I don't feel like you understand. I'm talking about your Woody Allens, baby. I'm talking your Jerry Sanduskys, your Jared Fogles, your R. Kellys, and your Mary Kay Letourneau, because I refuse to leave ladies out, okay? And if Mary Kay Letourneau is not available, that's fine. Just any eighth grade teacher who hasn't had her pussy eaten out since 1986, okay? That'll do just fine. Yeah, we'll call them the Pied Pipers of Premature Pussy, boy and girl, okay? Call them the P-Team for short, okay, like the A-Team. Look, three quarters of this room is not on board with this idea, but there's like a quarter of you that's like, you know what, that sounds like a good fucking idea. You know? You set them up with a van. Just imagine a van with, with a pinata and some fucking candy and toys. What are the fuck kids like? You set them off in the woods like fucking truffle pigs. They'll sniff them out. I think I think fucking Woody found one. That's uh, one of his own. It's one of his own. But as I say, you know, better one than none, right, guys? All about positivity, okay? All about you know taking negatives and turning them into positives, taking lemons and turning them into a number one selling visual album, correct? Somebody's a Beyonce fan. You're so lucky this is the radio and we're not taping this. To see like two white boys high five for lemonade. Lemonade crunchy ice, bitch. No, are there any Beyonce fans in the audience? I'm not a Beyonce fan, fuck that bitch, you know what I mean? Here's the thing, is like she made a whole album all about Jay-Z's cheating and shit, and I'm like, really, cheating is not the worst thing that can happen to you, okay? Because I believe that life is all about perspective, right? Like, do you guys know who Big Lurch is? Okay, Big Lurch was a rapper. And one night he decided to smoke some Sherm, okay? Now Sherm is when you take a joint, a good idea, and then you dip it in formaldehyde. Better fucking idea, okay? Genius level thinking. Okay, so Big Lurch, he smokes the Sherm, he goes up into his apartment, and then he cracked open his girlfriend's chest, and he ate her lungs. Don't know if you got that. He cracked open his girlfriend's chest, and then he ate her lungs, okay? So, when we think about cheating in perspective, correct? So much worse shit could happen to you. So much worse shit, exactly the face you should be making, you know? And let's be real, like, if you have $500 million, like, are you really, like, eager to suck a dick? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like Beyonce has shit to do, you know? It's like, why not outsource that shit? You understand? You know, let another bitch do the shit I don't want to do for free, okay? Like, somebody asked me, what am I doing for Valentine's Day? I was like, you know what? I'm going to get my special guy. I'm going to get him $15 in a clipper card, okay? So he can take his ass to Third Street, get his dick sucked by somebody else. That's, 
you know? And it's the thing is, like, guys always get quiet on this. It's like, no, dude, I want you to get your dick sucked. I just don't get why I have to do it all the time. You know what I mean? And, like, let's be real. Like, I have a bum knee. I have a bachelor's in history and abnormally large molars, okay? Some jobs I don't qualify for, okay? Some of these jokes are hitting. That's cute. Yay. That's exciting. No, but Beyonce. And then what else is going on in the fucking world? Um... You're back. What's your shirt say? Recycle side. Cycle side. It just seems like a soul cycle genocide type thing going on. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Anyway, um, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Fuck it. Let's just do this. Oh, talk I already talked about Trump. The yellow Cheeto? What's the yellow Cheeto? I'm not gonna lie, that's hack as fuck. I can't, I can't go that hack. But I will say, I don't know if you remember, uh, speaking of Cheetos, Burger King came out with Cheetos chicken fries. Do you remember this? Cheetos chicken fries, if you were on Facebook, that shit got like 1.5 million likes, okay? If I take a titty pic, I get like four, you know what I mean? Like it's shitty. But I was like, if we as Americans are gonna fucking eat shit like Cheetos chicken fries, can we stop talking shit about the Chinese eating dogs? Like, is that cool? Do you understand what I'm saying? Because, like, there's not one person in here who could list the first five ingredients of Cheetos, let alone Cheetos chicken fries, okay? You know what I mean? At least I know the ingredients to dog. It's dog. You know what I mean? What the fuck is in Cheetos chicken fries? Like, the tears of, like, 14-year-old kids with neuropathy of the feet before they go to prom? Like, is that what happens? You know? And then if you think about it, it's like, really? Dog isn't that fucking bad? It isn't that bad, really. Like, if they had that shit at Panda Express with fucking orange glaze and shit like that, you'd eat it. You'd fucking eat it. And even if you're in China, it's like you got, like, over a billion people. Like, fucking cows, chickens, and pigs not going to cut it. You know what I mean? Like, they eat fucking jellyfish in China. Like, you understand this, right? Like, that's ambitious as fuck to look at the fucking plastic bag of the sea and go, you know what? Chop that up, okay? Chop that up. Put a little Szechuan sauce on that. Throw it in a wok on some rice. It's a meal. It's a fucking meal. Anyway, what else can I end on? Oh, I know some quotes. Do you want to hear some quotes? Yeah. Um, give me a project, bitch. Give me a hood rat chick. One that don't give a fuck and say she took that dick. Uh, that was Maya Angelou. That's Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou. Slob on my knob like corn on the cob. Um, Malcolm X. Malcolm X is finest work um, and lastly uh, to the window to the wall to the sweat drop down my balls and all these bitches crawl to all skeet skeet motherfucker to all skeet skeet god damn that was the original draft of the I have a dream speech by Martin Luther King Jr. alright you guys that's my time get it for Pam Skeet, skeet, motherfuckers. Skeet, skeet, goddamn. That's what I say. What's time for? It's Friday night here. Pam Dance's Comedy Clubhouse. We have a comedian, another comedian from far and wide. We are so happy every time a comedian comes to us from other than San Francisco because Mutiny Radio can be heard all around the world. Yay! Yay, even in Arizona, which is, I think, if I'm guessing, is it, it is far away. It, Austin, is Austin from Arizona? 
Where is Austin? There you are. You're not from Arizona, are you? No, I just made that up. But you are from far away. He has come far and wide. Everybody, put your hands together right now for Austin Train. Guys, keep it going for Pam, huh? Yeah. I'm. Oh, it's a five-year anniversary. I feel honored. Thank you for letting me be a part of you. Be, be a part of you with this. I, I fucked that up. Be a part of this with you. Uh, yeah, I'm from San Diego. Um, it's a little bit better than Arizona. A little bit, a tiny bit. I've uh, been traveling as of late. I, uh, I went to New York, and I flew there, and I uh, went to grab a taxi from the airport, and I walked up to the cab, uh, and the cab driver said, hey, where are you headed? Uh, to which I responded, Brooklyn, to which he replied, fuck, and we were off. We were driving along, and he starts complaining about Uber. He's like, yeah, man, that's the problem with Uber. You don't know who's driving you. Thank you for that. Um, I was like, well, I also don't know who the fuck you are. Do you think, do you think we trust taxi cab drivers? Do you, you trust taxi cab drivers? Are you a taxi cab driver? Why do you trust taxi cab drivers? I think it's just because you're wasted right now. I think you trust anybody. Because better training at being rude dicks? Is that... I've I've had like one kind of okay experience with a cab driver while he tried to take me the long long route home. Oh, you have to tell him how to drive. Oh yeah, that's, that's always you, you want to be able to tell your driver how to drive. When I'm totally shit-faced, I definitely want to be in charge of that. I don't know, man. A lot of people here's the thing, I'll take the 1% chance that my Uber driver is a criminal over the 100% chance that my cab driver is a rude dick, you know? I don't know, a lot of people are complaining, like, oh man, they're taking, they're taking these jobs away from these cab drivers, good. There's a lot of jobs that don't exist anymore, and it's good, like there's like Child Bride and Priest King. <laughs> it's good that those jobs are, like, you know there had to be like way back in the day, there was some out-of-work slave driver just sitting on his porch complaining about his fate, like, yes, I do declare. That's the problem with this here cotton gin. It's just so impersonal. Downright dehumanizing, if you ask me. I just like singular laughter. That's all I'm getting in this set. I'm not getting like everybody on every, but I'm getting like one laugh for each joke from a different person. I like that. Is David in the sound booth? You know David, oh, hey David. Good to see you, man. Um, and I'm all over the place. I went to Canada. You guys ever been to Canada? Yeah, Canada! They're fucking so nice up there. Everybody up there, even the police are nice in Canada. We, uh, they, you know they, they check your background check when you, we drive across the border? We drove across the border, and the guy looked at our background check, and he's like, all right, oh, everything looks good. Uh, all right, have a good time there, boys. Enjoy Canada. You know if that was an American cop, he would have like, looked at the screen and looked at you and been like, you got luck at this time, boy. And then he would have maced you for the road. <laughs> this one's on the house. <laughs> I've uh, <laughs> been doing comedy for six years now, and it, uh, it could be going better. I'm not going to lie. 
Performing in somebody's garage, they turn into a radio station is fun, but <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, the thing is, I do a lot of bar shows, man. I don't know if you, you do a lot of bar shows. I don't drink that much anymore, and you. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Boo! You have a problem, and you're doing something about it. <laughs> you should keep killing yourself. You should submit to your family's disgusting history of alcoholism and depression. <laughs> the thing is, when you're sober, like when you're drunk and you talk to people, you say stupid shit, they don't say that. When you're sober and you hear people, they say some fucked up shit, man. I was at this bar, I was waiting to perform, and sitting next to me uh, at the bar was an older gentleman, and he was drunk, and he was going off about transgender people. He was very upset. He was like, man... This is messed up. What if you brought home a, a good-looking woman uh, and you brought her back to your place uh, and you found out she's packing? I know, right? So I said to the guy, I said, hey, man, I look at it like this, right? If it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck and that duck can't get pregnant, that's a great duck. <laughs> no, what else? What? I don't know what else you were expecting. Oh, oh, what's that? That duck can also talk basketball? Great duck. <laughs> oh man, but you don't understand that duck totally used to be a goose. I have no time for your ornithological nonsense. <laughs> That's the thing, man. The thing that bothers me is that the people still are worried about transgender people using the bathroom. They think, uh, they think like if they let transgender, transgender people use the bathroom, then like men will just dress up like women to infiltrate the women's room and attack women, which is not the case. But like hypothetically, if that were the case, like everyone always talks about women like they're these defenseless creatures. Like everyone's always like, we have to protect the women. They're coming for our women. Women are tough, man. Women are resourceful. Like if a man dressed up like a woman to infiltrate the, the woman's restroom and attack women, the women wouldn't just give up, right? They would like team up. They would rally around each other and circle about him and mercilessly ridicule his appearance. The man's never put on eyeliner before. Look how fucking terrible he'll look. <laughs> Guys, I am I am kind of traveling. Uh, I hate to do this. I, I got to. Um, after the show, I uh, I will be uh, selling my sex tape. <laughs> it's entitled Duck Duck Goose. So please <laughs> keep an eye out and an open mind. Uh, I just. <laughs> This is funny. I, I, I have to follow the lady who uh, said that Trump jokes are hack because I just wrote a Trump joke. <laughs> like, well, you guys are going to love this. <laughs> this thing is annoying. I was, uh, I was talking to my mom about it. My mom's not very political. Uh, she's like a Republican, but just because like, her parents were one of those kind of people. And uh, she's like, well, look on the bright side. You'll have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. And the thing, the thing is with that is like at least other presidents would give us a break. Like Trump, I feel he just you have to talk about him because he's just like a drunk heckler in the front row, yeah. just yelling shit at you like she's bleeding out of her wherever, fucking she's coming out of her face and whatever. 
and you're just like, hey, man, I wrote these jokes and the audience doesn't want to talk about them and he's just going off. He's like, there's more people at this comedy show than any other comedy show ever. And you kind of got to deal with them, man. It's fucking, that's, it's going to be a pain in the ass for comics. We're all going to have to, we don't have to. But this is the thing is uh, with his, his fucking, his tape, man, everyone was flipping out about his, uh, the grab him by the pussy tape. It's funny, like, what a rich dude. He just sounds like a guy who's trying to impress the older boys at school, right? The tape, it sounds like his brothers were having a party, and they're all, like, drinking beers, his older brothers, and like, hey, yo, get Donnie in here. And they get Donnie. Donnie comes in, and they uh, they give him a beer, and they're all talking guy talk. They're like, yeah, man, I just love going down on my girl. And they're like, what about you, Donnie? And, like, Donnie panics because he's a virgin, but he really wants to impress everybody. <laughs> And he's like, oh, uh, me? I, uh, I uh, really um, like, I really like uh, uh, grabbing them by their pussies. And they're all just like, what the fuck, Donnie? You got to get out of here, man. I don't know. He's my half-brother. <laughs> We're not that related. Do you guys ever notice? I really like this. I really like watching different people get angry. I feel like, uh, have you ever seen like an old white man get angry? They get shaky, don't they? You ever seen it? They get a little bit like they're having a stroke. I always love it, man. I always like when like an old white guy gets really angry. It's so, it's like an event in and of itself. Remember, the only time I ever heard my grandfather say the F word, you could tell something was about to go down. What happened was he caught my older brothers drinking. It was the middle of the night. He was in a full set of matching pajamas. And for whatever reason, that made my oldest brother brave. My oldest brother was like, hey, go to bed, old man. And that set my grandfather off. You just see him like he was in fucking pajamas. And his his face got like bright red. And he started shaking. And like the shake started down at his feet. And then they started slowly working their way up to the rest of his body. He was like, you know what? I've had... Just about enough of this. Goddamn malarkey. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and then he had to go lay down for four and a half hours. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. That's my time. Keep it going for Pam. Austin Train, everybody. He knows exactly what to do. If you're angry at a child, you don't shake the baby. You shiver the baby. Do you see? You just shiver the baby. You say, you know, you just got to calm down a little bit right now. You just got to shiver the baby. You know, you shiver him. Never shake a baby. Don't do that. All right. Yay. Um, this is the part of the show where I pull my dress down so I don't look like I, you know... Yay, I'm going to do jokes. Yay. 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 I'm going to put I'm going to put my beer down on the ground so that I can talk about some real issues. I'm uh Oh god, I'm so sad. The, you know the thing I'm the most sad about uh is Michelle Obama. Because I love her. Uh, I love everything that she did. I love everything that Michelle stood for. I loved that 
people said that she was a man that turned into a woman. I was like, that's because she's got strong arms. That's because that bitch can do some push-ups. Oh, you're worried about our first lady. Nay, she's not our first lady anymore. I'm really sad. I miss her. I miss her already so much. And I'm just feeling like, wow. You know, what's going to happen with this new takeover, the first lady thing? Like, all the first ladies have a thing, right? And Michelle's thing was like, fat kids are no good. But like, (laughs) but in a way, but in a way of like being like, diabetes is bad. And we should work out and we should have PE programs. And wouldn't that be nice if we didn't have to worry about fat kids? Because we like taught them how to have like healthy lifestyles and shit like that. I love Michelle. She's so great. So I keep thinking like, oh, what's Melania? How is she going to pick up where Michelle left off? And I realized that she plagiarized many things that Michelle did in the past. So she might as well just plagiarize it again. So I feel like she's going to pick up right where Michelle left off because she hates fat kids too, you know? Cause, but she knows more intimately than anybody that no one listens to women unless they're pretty and have huge tits, right? You got to be skinny and pretty and have huge tits. She knows. She's from Slovakia. I don't even know if... I'm really excited though. And no one's even brought up her awesome, awesome girl on girl on girl Playboy video from the late 90s. No one even brings it up. They had the little band-aids on their twats and they licked each other, but it wasn't real. I know it was a Playboy thing. It's fine. Anyways, she did that, but no one brings it up because everyone's all, but where is she going to go with her first lady shit? Ah, fat kids are bad. Exactly. Bulimia. This is the new thing she's going to pick up on, right? Because it keeps the fat kids skinny. Also, it makes them great consumers. Because they're consuming four times the food, right? So it's so good for the American economy because they're eating so much. But where I feel that Melania is really going to pick up her whole situation, it's going to be as an environmentalist. Because she's going to teach children to vomit into the composting. Do you see? It's like making new vegetables from old vegetables. It's so great. They're not eating vegetables. They're eating 99 cent things at McDonald's. It's fine. They're going to barf it up. It was never good to begin with. It's going to, we're going to, everything's going to be fine. I don't know if I'm, yay, five more years. Just kidding. No, it's five more years of Pamtastics. Yeah, I, I hopefully Pamtastics will live forever, but hopefully Melania will die. No, no, I shouldn't say that. No, she just, she's, it's so, it's so terrible because she's just a, she's a, she's a happenstantial side of the feminist manifesto. Like she's just, it's like, oh, look at you. It's, it's hard. You have to throw the people on the side. Once their inflated boobs fall apart, you just kick them to the side of the road, right? You're like, ah, oh, just like old tires. It's like, you can use that silicone for later. I don't know what for, but... <laughs> I was thinking like, you know, during the apocalypse that eventually comes, I'm going to build a house out of old iPhones. Like I'm going to use them like small bricks and I'm going to put them together and I'm going to put them up. And then maybe someday when we figure out electricity again, uh, they, I can have it like I have a wall of TVs, but they're really just iPhones that I made into bricks in my house. <laughs> Yay. Does anybody else believe this is, I have a, I have a belief that, um, Touchscreen technology is made out of the recycled uh, souls of dead Chinese babies. <laughs> like every single cell phone is 
eight to ten dead Chinese babies. That's the thing is that their souls, that's what's making the touchscreen technology work, right? So you're swiping left and right. That's, I mean, something has to make that work, right? I don't understand science, but I understand dead Chinese babies. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's the other weird thing, right? When your cell phone dies, you put it in rice. And it just reminds the dead, right? No, because it's a drowned, it's the de- drowned dead Chinese babies that, I mean, they used to drown girl babies in poop. That was a thing. I read this poems. Anyways, they used to drown them in poo, but now we just turn them into cell phones and they can live forever. Yay! It's an afterlife. It's in your cell phone. Every time you like something on Facebook, you are keeping a dead Chinese baby alive. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's the memory that's the existence, right? I don't know. I don't want to have any babies. I'm definitely into dead babies. I'm like, yay! I saw... Oh, this was the worst thing the other day on the BART. I saw a fam... I saw two ugly people with triplets, right? And their triplets were ugly. But then this was the fucked up thing. They chose to have a fourth baby. And that one was ugly too. And I'm like, fuck you people. Your children are drinking my water. You had three ugly children. You're not going to have a fourth one that looks good. What the fuck are you doing? Like, oh, they're so great. We're just all the we're gonna have all the babies. Fucking dicks. It's my water. Danville, right? And they're like, well, we're just going to have our children drink apple juice. And I'm like, yeah. Instead of water, great. Because it takes like way more water to make apples than... No one understands anything anymore. It's so good. Yay! Everyone's all worried about these millennials. They're like, oh, we don't give a shit about anybody in the millennials and whatever. And I'm like, I saw a six-year-old being pushed in a stroller with an iPhone in front of its face. And you want to talk about entitlement? (laughs) It was a six-year-old being pushed. It doesn't have to walk. Six-year-olds can walk. Didn't we know that? Six-year-olds know how to walk. They don't need to be in strollers with iPhones in front of their faces, you fucking weird. Why does have a six-year-old happen? Okay. They could read. They could read books. Isn't that great? Reading is important. I don't think it is anymore. I don't even know. Like books, books. <laughs> Slimy worms poop in the ground after eating dirt they found. But where do I go potty? This is something we all need to ask ourselves. I see a lot of poop on the street every day. I live in the Tenderloin, and I nanny small children, and I hold hands with them, and we walk down the street, and I see a pile, and I say, man or beast, man or beast. It's a fun game. What I learned from a four-year-old is that if it's up against a wall, it's always man. <laughs> like, so we understand physics and that kind of fun stuff. I know it's it's real because it's real because I've seen the like I you walk around the streets you'll see it on the wall you see like a weird splotch of brown you're like oh here's a pro tip if you poop your pants and you don't wash them within 30 minutes those pants are going to smell like poo forever <laughs> you've got 30 minutes everyone from the time you shit your pants to the fine you time you find some water unless you want to throw those pants away or put them on the street for another friend <laughs> Those could become tree pants. That's a thing. It's, it's true. The San Francisco high school, uh, high school, uh, San Francisco hygiene question problems like, um, you know, 
if you're walking down the street and you see a pair of pants in the tree and you're like, yes, 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 yes. First you take the pair of pants and you put it around your neck to see if the, did you not know this? If you take a pair of pants and you put the halfway and you put it around your neck and it fits, those pants fit you. La, la, la. It's true. So I was walking on Harrison and I found a pair of pants in the tree and I pulled them off and I'm like, wow, (laughs) these tree pants don't smell like pee. My hygiene question is, if my tree pants don't smell like pee, do I have to wash them before I wear them? No! (laughs) No, you don't! (laughs) No, no, but, well... Sunbleach, well, and, and the funny thing is, if I put a pair of jeans into my closet for two weeks, they don't smell anyway. So, like, jeans are doing their own laundry anyway, so we're fine. Like, it's a weird thing in San Francisco. Have you done that? You put something in the laundry, you wait for, like, a month, six weeks, and it doesn't smell anymore, and you're like, wow, magic jeans. Yay! Don't worry about the jeans. Uh, San Francisco hygiene question number two. If you're using the public restroom at Civic Center... You can though. The question is, do you do you leave the toilet seat up or down after you've been slamming heroin? I, I think it's more of an etiquette question. I don't know. <laughs> they, say, they say up and down. I don't know. I think it's 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 etiquette. Here's the thing: if you've been hanging out in there for more than 20 minutes, the water comes around, so you can't stay in there anyways. It doesn't matter. The etiquette is gone because you're wet now. It's weird. Don't don't hang out in the public restrooms. Uh, San Francisco question hygiene number three: If you're gonna sit on the potty, right? And you're gonna go number two. Your own potty at your own house. You're using your own potty at your own house. You're sitting on the toilet and you're going number two and you use the same teepee to wipe your nose and then your tushy. Can you give your butthole herpes? No. Yes! Dermatologist says yes! Herpes simplex one and two, same herpes. Just location, location, location. Don't live in the tenderloin. Well, but if you do, my whole thing is that I, I, I didn't know for years that the no, they called it the nose disease. My parents called it the nose disease. I didn't know that was herpes. So for years, as I'm growing up, I have a thing every once in a while when I get stressed out on my nose, it's a thing and it's all weird and I, it's drippy and then it turns into a thing and I'm like, what is it? And my parents are like, oh, it's the nose disease. And then... They called it the nose disease. They didn't tell me it was herpes. So then I go to Burning Man and my nose disease turns into like an eye disease and like a whole face disease. And I go to get some work done at my dentist and they're like, you have herpes all over your face. No, after Burning Man. I come back from Burning Man and I go to my dentist and I'm like, I need you to work on me. And they're like, no, you have herpes all over your face. And I'm like, I thought that was the nose disease. And they're like, and I'm like 28 at this point. You know what I mean? I'm like an adult going like, what is wrong? And my dentist goes, we can't do anything on your face because you are rampant with herpes. And I was like, oh, Burning Man, oh God. But I didn't know, but thank God it's not downstairs. So never hate fuck. Never, it's happened before. Some people say, oh, but I hate fuck them, blah, blah, blah. But the only real way to hate fuck is to have a herpes blister that they can't see yet. And then you find your ex-boyfriend and then you suck his dick hoping that he'll get herpes. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) 
It's the real hate fucking. Don't do it. It's not nice. It's not okay. Don't. I know. It's a cute thing. Yeah, I, and I know, but it's they're all up here, not down here. We just we gotta just talk more. I don't want to talk so much about herpes. It's just so much better than talking about like the government. You know what I mean? Like I feel like the government is a huge herpes that we all have to deal with. Like the herpes, the herpes. Ninety percent of Americans have herpes, but only fifty percent of America voted for Trump. So, who has herpes now? You stupid dicks! I don't know how to. I don't know. That's stupid dicks. I don't. I don't want any dicks to have herpes. I've seen friends with like real herpes, and it is. It is. It look. It is like a scale. It looks like a dragon ate your vagina. It's like his bag scaly down. Like if a dragon blew flame on your vagina and then it went down your legs that's what lady herpes it's so bad don't okay I'm sorry I'm afraid I've been afraid of people going down on me forever because of the my best friend is a dermatologist and she made me look at a lot of pictures when she was in dermatology school she's like you want to see the grossest thing you've ever seen and I'm like no she's like no come on come on in <laughs> let's, let's look at and it wasn't